want to get right into today's message as we talk about this big idea of getting unstuck. This is going to really impact your life if you have been feeling stuck for quite some time. And stuck, I believe stuck happens to all of us. Whether we want it or not, stuck is something that you and I have to experience in life. Unfortunately, it just seems to happen in the human condition. And that's actually why I wrote the book, Unstuck, Turn Potential into Purpose, with this big idea of what does it look like when you take the moments of your life where you are stuck and you walk with God in such a way where you get unstuck together. That's what we wanna get into in this process. I remember for me uh, in, in my life, the moment, one moment when I really feel stuck is when I'm uh, on a cruise ship. Well, it wasn't quite a cruise ship. It was more of a, one, of those, um, one of those ferries that they have in Africa. And I was going from Zanzibar to Tanzania. Now, Zanzibar is a beautiful tropical island. I had just been hanging out uh, for, a few, for a few days there with some friends. We had a great time. But now we were on a turbulent, turbulent experience going to Tanzania. And as we went across on these incredible, I, I, I can't even describe to you how big the falls were as we would go up in the air on the boat and then it would come crashing down. Now, some people just are very good in those situations. Um, they're completely composed. And then there is me. And I'm at the other end of the spectrum on it. I am a person who I do not like anything that has to do with feeling seasick, motion sickness. And it came all over me in that moment that I felt unbelievably sick. I didn't feel like I was going to get out of the situation alive. And for that entire process, I felt stuck on the boat and wondered if we would ever get to the other side and what made it what made me feel really secure in that time is that they told us that uh, just two weeks before, one of these ferries had actually sunk going from Zanzibar to Tanzania. So I'm worried about whether or not we're going to get there. And I'm also worried if I'm just going to get sick and lose it everywhere. I feel stuck. But that's not the kind of stuck that I experienced that was even worse a few years later because it wasn't just a moment, but it became something in my life as I was working in this world, trying to uh, really make it work in my business and the entrepreneurial life. And I really wanted to get there. Some of you may know exactly what that's like where you have an endeavor and you really want to get there. The problem was I was always just one or two deals away from getting to the other side. I was, whether I wanted to admit it or not, I was more stuck than I ever knew. And part of the challenge for me is that I just had this identity complex in it too, where my success was the same as my identity. So that's how I wanted everyone to know me was according to the things that I was doing in my business and everything else in life. And so I had to project an image that was actually bigger than where I truly was. When it got really bad though, was one night um, watching, an, watching an episode of Parks and Recreation, a lady 
drove into my Honda CRV that was parked on the curbside and she totaled it. Now she was okay, but from that point, things began to get worse because what happened was I got a check in the mail and I knew I could go buy a vehicle with it, but I had some promises from different uh, businesses and different people that they were going to engage uh, with some of the coaching and uh, different experiences that, that I offered. So instead of buying a car, I waited for something else to come in financially, one of these new deals, and none of them happened. And then my, mo my money ran out, and I was suddenly stuck without more business coming in and without a car. That is, in 2020, in Oklahoma City, which is one of the largest cities by land, mass, by land mass in America, that is a true feeling of stuck. And so I'm bumming rides from different people. I'm doing Uber. I am feeling completely humiliated inside because I just can't seem to get to the other side. I'm stuck. And yet I have this thing inside of me where I have to make it, I have to get there. And I keep persisting and I'm always one or two deals away and business kind of keeps trickling along. And what happens as time goes on is I'm getting unhealthier on the inside. I'm becoming, as I go along, a person that I don't really even like to be around. So I'm not just stuck in my business, now I'm stuck with the person that I don't want to be. Some of you know exactly what that's like because in life we all get stuck. We all get to points in our life where the thing that we wanted and where we are, that the distance between that is so big that we wonder what we've been doing all along. In those moments, our life can really feel completely overwhelming to us. What do I do? How do I move forward? How do I get out of this? I don't know anymore. I don't think I can do anything else. I'm stuck. For some of us, it ends up that we actually end up in a place where we're stuck with incredibly jealous feelings as we see other people succeed in life. Whether that's success in business or success in relationships, whether that's, you, you name it, it's just whatever they have, I wish I could have it. And for others, it's stuck in a bitter experience of your life that happened years ago and you can't quite get past it. You're still stuck there. And for others, what you're very familiar with is actually the feeling of being stuck and being overwhelmed and sadness when you're by yourself. You're stuck, wanting more in life, but you've been hurt so badly that you don't want to give more in life. I want more, but I don't want to try anymore. And that's a really difficult place to be when you're there. You can say, I'm stuck. Some people just feel incredibly stuck with how confused they are as what is the next right step? It seems like there are so many different things that I could be doing, but I don't know what to do. And I'm stuck. And then there are other people along the way it's not so much um, all the decisions in front of you, it's things that happened in the past that continue to go inside of your mind. It's the moments of shame that have now defined your life. It's the moment that happened in third grade that you don't talk to anybody about but 
that shifted your trajectory so significantly that your life is stuck in shame. Stuck happens to all of us. And what gets really challenging is a lot of times when we're stuck, we see other people's success, we see other people thriving, and especially in a social media era, I don't have to tell you about it, where we show each other our highlights. And if we're looking at each other and everybody else has a highlight reel, but you are way too familiar with your own failings, with your own uh, struggles, with everything that's happening on the inside, how do you ever move forward in life when you're really stuck? The good news is this, is that in all of the tension that you and I experience in life and how you and I, how we end up getting stuck, that this is not something that's new to the human condition, that people throughout time and space have been getting stuck. It goes all the way back to the very beginning when God told some people, uh, Adam and Eve, you can have all the fruit that you want in this garden, but just don't eat from this one tree. And then they did eat from that one tree. And when they ate from it, they became stuck in their sin. They became stuck in their shame. They became stuck in their regret. It happens to all of us. And ever since Adam and Eve, we've all been in a place throughout time and history where we get stuck. And so this is the message just from the beginning as we go deeper into the idea of getting unstuck. I want us to go to Isaiah chapter 43 today because in Isaiah chapter 43, there's something that's spoken to you and I and the tension that we experience in life because the tension is real. The knots you feel in your stomach are real. The feeling inside when you're overwhelmed and you don't feel like you can go forward, you don't know how to get out of where you are, that's very real. And yet God has a message for you even in that space when you don't have it figured out when you don't know what's next, God still has a message for you and he invites you to himself in the process. That's the beautiful thing is that throughout time and space, God has always had a heart and he's had a message for stuck people. So this is what he says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Somebody say, new thing. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I am making a way. You didn't have a way, but I am making a way. It begins with this belief that I am doing a new thing. What happens in your life when you really believe that God is doing a new thing? Like what could actually happen if you shifted your mindset from I am stuck to I have a God who is doing a new thing? And this is the the secret that I want to share because there is an unstuck secret. The big secret that so many people miss in life is that there is a God who is doing a new thing. And within that big secret, here it is, unstuck people, 
Unstuck people trust in a who, not in a how. Unstuck people trust in a who, not in a how. If you're stuck, a lot of times, the reason that you're stuck is because you're trying to do things how you've always done things. And hey, I don't think I'm the first one to tell you this, but if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. If you want something different, you have to do something different. And sometimes for us, the very first step of doing something different is putting our trust in who? Putting your trust in a God who is doing a new thing. Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six, trust in the Lord with, what does it say? With all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. How many of your ways? In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Unstuck people trust in a who, not in a how. It's a belief that in the process, I don't have everything figured out, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I'm going to lean not on my own understanding because I know I could lean on what I've got, but what I've got hasn't gotten me where I want to go. And the more I lean on what I got, the less I'm going in the place that I want to go. So if I really want to go in the place that I want to go, I've got to trust in the person. I've got to lean on the understanding of one who can get me there, of the one who makes a way in my life. So I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I lean not on my own understanding and in all my ways I submit to him and it says he will make my paths straight. He'll make your paths straight. It's a process of trusting him. And he knows. You know, God actually knows that it's hard for you to trust him. That's why he wrote you an entire book. 66 books. Like, consider it. God knows that it is difficult for you to trust him. And when you are trusting him, he's like, wow, that is amazing. That's what I've been looking for. You are getting it. You're moving forward because now you're not trusting in how, you're trusting in who. And right now at this moment in time, in this moment in history, the thing that a lot of people are running into is that they've had a how that has worked for them a lot in their life but that how isn't working at this time anymore. It doesn't always work in a crisis. And what they've done in the process is they've pushed away from the who to embrace their own how. And now they're more stuck than they would ever want to admit to anyone. They don't want to acknowledge that they're stuck. They don't want to tell anyone that they're stuck. A lot of them feel afraid and overwhelmed and they don't know where things are going. They don't know how they're going to make it. They see everything happening in the world at this time. What they feel is stuck. You may be in that place right now. You had a blueprint, you had a plan, you had how everything was going to go You're stuck. What do we do in that moment? See, John chapter five, verse 39 actually talks about this. 
Jesus gives us a blueprint to remember uh, how we go about it in these moments. He says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Sometimes we even read our Bibles trying to find the how and we miss that the whole story is about a who, and that who is Jesus who is here to take you by the hand and lead you every step of the way going forward. It's about trusting in a who, not in a how. Unstuck people trust in a who, not in the how. And then going back to Isaiah chapter 43, I wanna go back to verse 16 now. Because in verse 16, he says this, because this is gonna get confusing. You probably know some people who talk to you like this. It seems like they're going in one direction and then they totally shift and you're like, wait, I thought we were talking about that. And then they say, wait, we're, we're not talking about, okay, so check it out, are you, are you ready? Isaiah chapter 43, verse 16. This is what the Lord says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses. What he's doing is he's telling the story of Exodus when the people of God were leaving Egypt and as they were leaving Egypt that God split the Red Sea and led them through to the other side who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, that the Egyptian army was chasing them and, there, and they lay there never to rise again, that the Red Sea fell back on them, that they were extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. So for the people who were fleeing, the people who had been oppressed, the people who were leaving, it was the greatest day of their life and for Egypt, it was the worst day that they had experienced. To a stuck people, this is what the Lord is speaking through the prophet Isaiah. He says this, after talking about what he has done for the people of Israel, he says this in verse 18, forget the, formal, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. Hold on, wait, we were just talking about the past. Why do you bring up the past if you don't want us to Think about the past. Like once again, this is what the Lord says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. That it was he who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. This was the story of what happened. But then right after that, he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, but I'm just talking about the past. You ever have, be around those people, they always just bring up the past when you're around them? I can't believe you were like that back then. It doesn't matter how far you move forward in life, you're always in their mind what you were when you were like 18 years old. They've just got you boxed in, that's who you are. They always bring up the past so that they can keep you in the past. Man, you were so arrogant back then. I knew you never change. 
man, you failed so many times back then. I knew you'd never get past it. But in this story right here, it's actually this story of what happened that was good. It's the story of how God brought them out of Egypt and rescued them. And he says, don't remember it, but forget it. Why'd you bring him... Why'd you bring it up if you want me to forget it? That's like saying it to somebody, don't think about a pink elephant. Now my mind can't think about anything but a pink elephant because you started talking about it. But then he says this in verse 19, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So what happens for a lot of us is that we live our life in either the past or in the future. We either talk about how great things once were, the good old days. We spend our lives playing remember when. A lot of us even get stuck living in the stories that were. And then some people only focus on what will be. And they only live in the future. You could be having the most amazing night of your life with them and they'll talk about what would happen 10 years from now. What I've learned in the process is that the past is concrete so we can talk about it because it's something that happened so we can like go back and visit that together. In the future is something that we can really celebrate in our minds because we can go, wow, like this could be incredible. And it keeps us going about what is. But what's really difficult to talk about for, for me and for a lot of other people is what's happening right now. Like what's happening now in this moment. And especially if you're stuck. Because if you're stuck, you wanna talk about what could happen in the future. But God comes in and he, in, he interrupts that, he disrupts that, he pushes against it. And what he does is he steps into that space and he says, see, I am doing a new thing. It's happening right now, don't you perceive it? It's not going in the future, it's happening right now. And the reason that I'm telling you to forget what I did is because as long as you're remembering what I did, what you'll probably do is you'll probably put that into a formula and approach me thinking that I'm going to do that like that every time. But I'm not here to do it like it was. I'm here to do a new thing. I'm here to bring about a new thing. I'm here to bring you unstuck in a new way that you haven't experienced before and you can't experience it by doing things how they've always been done. And you're so locked in on the process of how that you're missing that there is a person right here who is walking with you and his name is Jesus. And what he wants to do is a new thing in your life. Unstuck people trust in a who, not in a how, which is really difficult for us because we want to approach life and everything going forward as if it's as easy as just getting back on a bicycle again. But one of the best things about God is this. 
he is wildly adventurous. Wildly adventurous. And he, what he wants to do is lead you into a greater adventure with him. And the way you do that is by walking with him in the every moment of every day, learning to hear his voice, learning to trust in him, learning to rest in him, learning to experience his goodness on the day today. This can play into every part of our life, you know? It's not just business, it's your relationships. Like we have a way that's familiar to us. It's worked for us. But for a lot of us now, it's not working anymore. And what God wants to do is a new thing. He wants to get you unstuck from what was and lead you into a new place. He wants to bring you into a spacious place he wants you to experience what power could be like in your life, the resurrection power of the Son of God raised from the dead, what it could be like in your life if you would trust him in the moment, if you would be with him in the process, if you would experience his goodness, if you would really believe in his love, if you would let his grace into your life, and if you would actually walk out with him just how good he is, you might experience something that you've never experienced in your life. You might just get unstuck and realize that the things that always, you thought always worked for you were actually the things that were holding you back from becoming the person that God was calling you to be all along. Because he's calling you not to lean on your understanding, but to lean on his understanding. Not to lean on your own spirit, but to trust in his spirit. Not to live life from your strength, but to live life from his strength. So I was sitting with some older men a couple summers ago after this long experience of being stuck and not wanting to give up with business and everything else. And I didn't want to tell anybody how bad it was. Like that's just where I was. And one of the men was just talking to other guys in the group but I felt like the Holy Spirit had this moment for me. Because he said to, he said, you know, a lot of guys are trying to peak in their life. A lot of people are trying to peak. They're trying to hit the summit of life at 35. And that's just not how life works. Like your 20s are for learning. Your 30s or for character, your 40s, you begin to grow in your work and your influence. Your 50s, you really begin to experience influence in the world. In your 60s and 70s, you hit peak influence. Like that's where it's going. So if you didn't have to do all of these things to peak at 35, what would you do to take the pressure off? Like, how would you go about your life if you could just take the pressure off? And internally, I sat there and I said, oh, I would shut my business down right now. But I'm stubborn. 
So it took me a couple more months. What I had to do is I had to come to a point and recognize that what I was trying to do wasn't working. It was a moment when I just said, God, what do I do with my life? Like, Holy Spirit, would you guide me in this? Would you lead me forward? Because I'm in a place in my life where I don't know what to do. And he opened the door and another door and another door and another door. And everything changed when I finally let go of trying to get there on my own, of trying to make it on my own, of trying to prove myself, of trying to impress everyone, and finally just said, this is who I am. It's not what I want. Like who I am right now is not who I wanna be. But I'm not okay staying where I've been. And I want something different. I want something different. I don't even know the path there. But Holy Spirit, would you lead me? And what he did is he took me by the hand and he allowed me to go through some of the most painful experiences of my life. And in that space, I experienced how good he is. I experienced how kind he is. I experienced his love. In the painful experiences, he was getting me unstuck from who I had been all along so that I could become who he wants me to be. I'm not there yet, but I'm not where I was. I'm not living in the past and I'm trying not to live too far into the future, but to be right here in the present moment, knowing I have a good shepherd. You know you have a good shepherd. He is for you, he loves you. In fact, he loves you so much that he gave his life for you on a cross so that you wouldn't have to stay stuck in your sin and in your shame any longer. He loves you so much I mean, he, he knit you together in your mother's womb. Like before you were born, he already knew all the days of your life. And he went to a cross to die for you. Like this God is crazy about you. He loves you with a relentless pursuit. He is all about you. And what he wants to do is lead you forward by faith. You see, the Apostle Paul, who had been stuck in religion for a lot of his life, got freed up by God. And what happened in his life is this. He experienced such a transformation that he said, we now live by faith, not by sight. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And so what we're going to do is take our eyes and take our thoughts and take our minds. Like, what if we did that? What if we decided, what if you were one of the people? Can you imagine what might happen in your life 
If you said, you know what, God, I'm all in. I don't know the path forward, but what I do know is that you are with me. I do know that you are good. I do know that you love me. I do know you have a plan for me. I do know I'm going to trust in you and lean on your understanding. In all my ways, I'll submit my path to you. You'll make my path straight. Like this is what I'm in. God, I'm all in. My way doesn't work. The way I do it, I get stuck time and time again. So I'm asking that you would lead me forward. Take me by the hand. Lord, I want to walk with you. I want to know you. And Holy Spirit, would you guide me in my life? Would you lead me going forward? I want to live my life unstuck and full of purpose. I don't just want to live with potential that's dormant and sitting on the shelf and waiting. I want to be about what you're about, God. I want to be about your kingdom. I want to be about bringing heaven to earth and being part of what God is doing in this world. So whatever you want to do, I'm actually going to surrender my plans. I'm going to put all of that down. I'm going to put the how away and say, God, I'm coming to the who, which is you. And Jesus, I'm all in with you. Like, can you imagine what God might do in your life if you gave him everything. You might just get unstuck. You might stay unstuck. You might just live a life of power and purpose, something that is significant, that's impacting that changes lives forever. That's what you've been invited to by God. So unstuck people, unstuck people, unstuck people, trust in a who, not in a how. What if that's your move today? God, I'm coming to you with everything that I've got may not be what I wish I had, but it's what I have. And I'm asking that you'll take me as I am. I'm trusting that, that you will. And will you walk me forward? Because I don't want to stay stuck in what was. I don't want to stay stuck in what could be. I want to be unstuck walking with you every day, experiencing your goodness. Let's pray together. Father, for every person who feels stuck, who feels alone, who feels overwhelmed, I ask today that you would lift their burdens. I ask that you would give grace. People would experience your kindness in new ways, God. That we would come to you with everything that we have. That we would show up with you without all of our plans, without all of the agendas, but we would just show up seeking you. Seeking you, and in the process, we would experience your kindness. God, I know I've experienced it. I know that you wanna show your kindness to other people, that you care so deeply about our lives. And that we would not live lives of just potential, but that we would turn it into purpose, God, that we would be your unstuck people sent into this moment to be part of what you're doing in the world. And so I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.